keep that. that <laughs> my throat closed that, that much. Was really good. I was trying so hard not to laugh while you were doing it. <laughs> we're not in that ocarina oof, range. Oof. <laughs> Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the uh, podcast where we revisit things from your childhood and crush any lingering hopes you might have had that they were any good. I'm DJ. This is Damon. What's up, Dage? How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. You're Nate. welcome. It's really the least I could do. <laughs> I guess the least I could do is nothing. But you is, could have just not acknowledged my presence. It's got to be pretty low on. What the if list you were just talking and just did not give me an in at any point during the show? <laughs> I'm gonna handle a solo mission. <laughs> I do not think this uh, would be a very good podcast. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Just talking, just doing some riffing on my own, just talking. You are, I've got to say, 50% of the talking, <laughs> at least. Uh, today we are talking about a video game, so this is a new experiment. This is a first for us. on the show. New medium. Yeah, medium, um, medium. as they know it. Um, <laughs> Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time mm. is the game that we're talking about for today. the Nintendo 64. The nin- 64 bits. N64. For yeah, those of you that are and, cool enough to call it that. <laughs> I call it the Nintendo 64-bit entertainment system. Yeah, just to make sure. Just so you're just not to clarify. Hey, are you going to You, you want me to get the- 64 Nintendos in here? No. <laughs> no. No, I don't want that. Mm-mm. So this is a game that um, you're a big Zelda guy. Like, you're the biggest Zelda fan that I know. I love Zelda a lot. Yes. Of, and neither one of us, I would say are gamers in the true sense. Like we don't claim to be like, we're not like, like I play video games growing up and I still play video games sometimes, but, and you do too, but Mm -hmm. I don't think either one of us were like, we were into it. Like most boys our age were, and many girls are right. You know, Nintendo came out when we were like six or something yeah. or at least hit really, really big when we were six or seven or something. So, um, that was like prime. We want a Nintendo for Christmas. What? Wait a couple of years and now you get one. Okay, <laughs> cool. Which I totally adopt. Now that this now. one has Andy carved in the back and yeah. that. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So Zelda, I kind of missed the first, Zelda wave that I know you were big into. Like those the were the ones I was I was into. I never had a N sixty four system. Okay, growing up, so I played the original Legend of Zelda, and yeah. I um, tried to play Zelda two: The Adventure of Link, and I really loved the one for Super Nintendo, which was Link to the Past. What happened to two? Was that bad? That one was not. Good. Not great. There's going to be a lot of hipsters that are like, oh, no, actually, that's you just don't one. understand. That's the one. And I'm like, sh- sh- stop. You know it's not. <laughs> See, I, I was like in, big into the Mario games, and I just sort of missed. I, I, don't, I just don't think we ever had a Zelda game. We might right. have. Like, I'm sure one of my friends did, and I'm sure I played it, but like, it just wasn't the big one. And I think it was very, I mean, I don't want to say it was unique, but I mean, I think it was a very... Um, for a brand that was known for Mario, it was yeah. very much not like that. And I was reading something recently where someone was saying Mario was about how many times you died, and Legend of Zelda just no, not was not about that. Right? It was. Yeah. It wanted you to live as long as possible so you can figure out this puzzle. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's definitely more of a puzzle game right. instead of a jump on this turtle game. Right. Um. And if you don't, you will die. Yeah. Well, and they they have their own pluses. I like both of the games, right. but like, uh, so I think this would have been the. Third Nintendo system, right? The 64? Yeah, I mean, not counting the handheld whatevers. Right, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I tend to skip over those. They did have the. I never had a handheld system, so I, never I had a Game Boy, yeah. but that was that was it. And then uh, so they had uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and then eventually they had the Nintendo sixty four, which came out when we were uh, just early I think when school? we were getting yeah, just 15, maybe 16? the middle school high school jump yeah something. And like this that. came out in ninety seven. Yeah, that sounds or ninety eight right. actually. Why don't you just turn to that little uh, giant calculator you have propped Com- up? I call it a computational machine. <laughs> You're just doing it on a TI-83, actually. <laughs> so the square root of... <laughs> now, I can't, do, I can't find out when it came out, but I can show you this parabola. 1998. Yes. Came out in 1998. <clears throat> um, so that makes sense. So I would have been, yeah, roughly 16 years old when this uh, came out. Yeah. And I'm sure, I actually did get this one. So you did have an N64. I did have an N64. And it was one of the first, like, I think probably, I don't remember how we got it, but I had, like... It was a thing where like my stepsister and I could like pool money, and then we could like get our our parents to like buy some of it, so we could sort of pull oh, like yeah, kind we, of yeah, we both work put a in deal. Forty, can you put in the other twenty so we can get this game? Yeah, I mean or we both th- put in forty. Can you put the other two hundred and sixty? Oh, for the, yeah. for the whole system, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then we're uh, trying. Can you just meet us? Yeah, we're uh, more idiots. than halfway. Yeah. Eventually we got the, the 64, and then I, I know that we got this game relatively early on because I remember being really excited so, about it. So what drew you to this game if you weren't a Zelda fan already? Well, I think because it looked like the Mario 64 game, which had come, come with right. the system, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And I still remember being awesome. Again, maybe we should revisit. But right. um, but I remember that I've one I've never being, played that one either. Oh, really? So there. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you you're welcome. There you go. So when, that, when this came out, because they, you know, they had like, uh, I must have seen a... a probably Nintendo Power Magazine or something article about it where it looked <laughs> uh-huh. like really awesome. And I just heard it was great, I think. I don't know where, but I ended up getting it. And I, it was just kind of more, more of a mix between the the story game right. of the Nintendo and then the kind of more jumping around kind of stuff of Mario. So yeah, you know, I like that mix. So. I remember watching it, and I had already been a Zelda fan, and I was wary of a 3D Zelda. Yeah. Because, and because I didn't have an N64, that set me behind. But I went to my friend Zach's house, and he and I believe his brother were playing this, and I was watching, and I was like, nope, this isn't what I want no, it to be. This, this isn't, is not Zelda. This is not Zelda, and I was like, poo-pooed it. Because I was used to the... I mean, this is the first 3D Zelda, meaning the other ones were you were overhead and yeah. you would follow Link around in spaces. But this right. was the first time where you were behind him and you were walking along with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I guess I was less like kind of, you know, this is a sacrilege kind of thing because I didn't ever play. Well, I also try, I think I was also thrown off by the 3D thing. Right. Well, yeah. That Just was, in general. That was new. I think I yeah. tried to play it and I would get stuck in a corner and I was like, I don't know what's going on well, and new, I don't know how to get out. It's a new controller. Like yeah. if anybody younger than 20 listens to this right now, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but like it was, it was a new it thing that you could move, yeah. you know, up, down, forward, side, side, like in all the dimensions, it was like mind blowing the mm. first time you do it. Like, cause you're like, what? I mean, you get it. Right. You understand, but like, and we're not by any means early adopters of this technology either. So it was very, I mean, Super Nintendo was the last gaming system I had until the Wii came out. Right. And then you and I had a Wii. Right. We lived together. Yeah. And then on that Wii was the first 3d Zelda I played, which was a later game, Twilight princess, which came out right. in 2005. That's the dog one, right? Yeah, you yeah, become yeah. A, a wolf. Yeah. Um, but 
that was the and that was like oh this is awesome i want more zeldas now now that i finally have figured out 3d zelda i want to play more zelda and we downloaded this for the wii and because you had played it you would sort of you would like watch along with me and i'm like what's going on you're like i think you have to go to the bottom (laughs) of the well you need the hook shot (laughs) yeah um so uh so I, i played this much later i think you know it would have been 2000 and or oh, so that was the time. first time you played it when, yeah. when when we were living together. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so uh, this was a big. This is still one of my favorite video games, mm-hmm. and I'm not a guy who has like a lot of favorite video games right. of like. So, uh, not to say that it's hard to please me, but once I find the ones, I'm just like, yes, that's mm-hmm. this, so cool. And uh, it, and it has to be like sort of hard enough to not just get immediately bored but not so difficult that you just want to like cuz you just I, get really angry get really mad and then Zelda like 2 The Adventure of Link right. yeah and uh so this was a nice combination of those although there's some levels like the 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 infamous water temple and this one is like oh the God. one where uh-huh. and it's uh, the thing about the water temple and this and we'll talk about this more after we uh after the break but like uh when you go through it you just have to do things in a certain order and there's like, and if you don't, you can reverse it, but it's really, it makes it really Yeah, you have difficult. to sort of backtrack. And that's the thing. I think once I was able to get over the 3D thing um, in Twilight Princess, game. in Twilight Princess and in this one, I realized, yeah. oh, it's still this, it's still Zelda. It's yeah. still, I'm following the story and I have to do this and then I do this. And Dave and I would like to say like, so if you, if you get a new skill or a new weapon, um, recently, <laughs> you're almost right. immediately going to use that, like in the next like boss level or the next thing. So it's like, and what did we learn? Right. The trope of say. Zelda is that every time you go, you it's set up in dungeons. Every Zelda has dungeons, or at least as far as I know. But I think every Zelda has dungeons, and in that dungeon, you will get a new prize and you new yeah. something that you can use. And there will be a boss at the end of the dungeon. Right. And usually that boss's weakness is, surprise, whatever you got in that dungeon. And so it's like, oh, maybe I should use this thing I got right here. It's weird that he keeps it in the building that he stays in. Yeah. Uh, I don't usually keep arsenic around, for example. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's a lot of fun. And always in the last level of any game, there's you go through that that well then this this room is just going to look like the first level and the the next room is going to look like the second level and it has that what have we learned yeah <laughs> uh feeling um but yeah once i was able to get past the 3d thing i was like this is the exact same this is a lot of fun did your did you and your brother play zelda like growing up was that a thing we both yeah together, i mean or? we both um he was much more into zelda when uh when we got it, like he, oh, yeah. I remember him being super excited and he okay. came home with a gold cartridge yeah. for the Nintendo. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? And he was like, oh, this is the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Probably. He didn't say that. <laughs> um, and he, uh, we, when he started playing, I was like, so you just like wander around and you got a sword or something. I remember not being impressed, but I remember kind of playing it, but it was funnily enough, not until college that I actually finally beat the first legend of Zelda for oh, the first really? time. Yeah. Just had the patience later. <laughs> I was just like, oh, well, I guess I'm just hanging out alone in my dorm all the time. So I guess I will play this. Um, I don't know. I think were, that's when it really. You were fending off hotties to oh, get your no, Zelda guys, time, man. Guys, please, please. <laughs> I got to play this game. I know you all want to S my D, but I got to play, <laughs> play this video game by myself. Thanks. Thank you um, so much <laughs> for your patience. Um, so, 
So that was the, I think that was when my fanhood of Zelda coalesced. Was okay. Like when I started beating the first one, but I really did love A Link to the Past, which I did play in the actual time it was released. So yeah. I did love that game a lot. I think I, uh, I this was my first like real introduction in Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. was to, to Zelda, and I I still love it. And then. Because when we lived together, you would play the other games. I didn't really play that much, but I enjoyed like watching you play. Right. Which I always thought was a weird thing until I realized that like Twitch exists and there's like a lot of people that just don't. Yeah. They like watching other people play video games, which I really like too. If if I'm already interested in it, if it's something I'm not interested in, like right. I wouldn't watch someone play F Zero because like who cares? But like <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo but, hopes you care. Yeah. But if you if you were playing it, I wouldn't mind watching because it's like. I can sort of figure it out in my head, but not go through the frustration of right. like actually playing it. And then, especially if somebody's good at it, you can watch them. Oh, I get so angry good. though. Um, yeah. And I mean, I mean, if you want to see someone who's not interested in watching video game, you can watch my boyfriend when I'm playing video games. And he's it's like, just him. Or he's like, you can see him like he's like got his iPad open. He's watching Call the Midwife while I'm playing <laughs> playing video games. And you're like, God. Damn, we have a great system. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we're going to take a break and we're finish. We're going to take a, you know, a finish playing. So 40 is, hour break and play the video game. Yeah, this is going to take a while. So this is your chance to, if you haven't revisited Ocarina of Time, but you remember it fondly or not so fondly, uh, pick it up. If you have a, a Wii, you can actually download them for the Wii. You have to get like a. A controller that's kind of more like the... Uh, or if you have a Wii U, you don't have to get that controller. Oh, okay. There you go. If you have a Wii U, which... But no I, one has a Wii U. Yeah, <laughs> just Jamin. Like, just me. <laughs> so uh, you can't pick it up there, of course, if you still have your N64 or somewhere, you can get a hold of it there. I'm sure there's some sort of way you can play it online on, a com- on your computer. Oh, I'm sure. But I couldn't tell you how to do that. Uh, all right. We'll uh, see you in a little bit. We've played through Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. A good percentage of We've played through 90% of the game. We've got a few heart pieces left and, you know, maybe... Heart pieces. I haven't found those ice... (laughs) 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 I haven't found those ice arrows yet. Do you know where those are? I don't remember. Um, Christ. I will say that I've just learned that saying heart piece sounds a lot like herpes. Yeah, it does. That's kind of fun to say. Yeah. We're gonna have a lot of fun with that today. Um, so we're just gonna, before, you know, we're gonna. I'm looking forward to a lot of fun. You know, if you say Ganondorf, really slurred like it sounds like gonorrhea. Oh yeah, gonorrhea. Gonorrhea dwarf. If you rearrange all the syllables and replace some of the letters, it sounds like gonorrhea. <laughs> so we played through the game. Uh, let's go through uh, just kind of. It's a big long game so i i don't want to walk through everything because and a lot of video game logic as well so i'm sure people who don't play video games but are oddly also listening to this yeah probably like what the fuck why does he need a fairy just because he's a kokiri boy yeah so if you if you are you know worried about what happens in this game and don't want to know stop listening yeah that's also weird i don't (laughs) want any spoilers for this game um that i have yet to play over the past 20 years I think it's safe. It's this is a spoiler. We're going to be ruining it. All the um, twists and turns. So much like Zelda games past, you you kind of start the game, and I don't know if you're always awoken 
at the beginning of games, but I feel like that's a common trope in the Zelda games. But maybe it's only in the later it ones. It is actually kind yeah. of. He does it in Wind Waker, and I know he does it in Link to the Past as well. He wakes up. Yeah, and in this one, you're, you know, your name is whatever name you put in. So if you name yourself Link, you'd be Link. Uh, but if you name yourself, you know... Diaphragm89, you'll right. be Diaphragm89. <laughs> Noob killer with the zeros. <laughs> um, Gross. I've been playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront and getting killed by a lot of people with some terrible names on there. Anyway. Uh, Fag slaughter. Exactly. 91. Or what was it like? Reagan underscore... 88 or something oh, like gross. that was like why are you, what why were, why are you focusing on when he wasn't eligible for election again too? maybe maybe that's <laughs> someone's actual name and when they were born i don't know um Reagan so from the exorcist you are playing. the boy without a fairy when you wake up um <laughs> you yeah. wake up in the kokiri forest sure and you're among other kokiri they're not children but they are childlike and they they officially don't grow up yeah, they, that's, they, that's they're very Peter the Pan-like, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and they're kind of dressed like that, too. You're in the green tunic, the, the classic green tunic with the little green, whatever you call it, stocking cap kind of thing. Yeah, the little Smurf hat. And you're running around. Uh, I think this and Mario 64 were my first experiences with sort of an open world uh, yeah. where you get to sort of explore. I mean, you have things to do, but you kind of go explore as well. And that was really cool. And there's a lot to explore here. And obviously... You have to to get certain things eventually. Right. Um, but that's first, not necessarily new to Zelda, but no, I think it would be new for Mario. It was it was new for me having not played those older Zelda worlds too, and it's 3D in this in this sense too. Right. Um, but the first dungeon you go to, so Zelda. If you haven't played any Zelda games, it's a series of dungeons and bosses, and so you go through. You have to anything else you do is sort of to collect items to defeat the boss at that end of that dungeon basically right um and so you can go through and not collect a a lot of things or a lot of hearts and still beat it it just makes it more difficult so and then there's some where you can't go on until you've got the but i mean you have to beat the dungeons you have to beat the dungeons but i mean you don't necessarily need to get the you don't have to go play your recorder for a bunch of frogs and get a heart piece from them like exactly yeah exactly um but you've uh, the main objective is the game of the game is to beat all the dungeons and then fight the big boss at the end big guy yeah and the and uh the big guy in the past zelda games has been ganon like kind of elephant like pig like pig like yeah gonna have to correct you there pig like (laughs) you're right pig like elephant pig elephant what's the (laughs) difference more porcine than pachyderm um so you go to the deku tree which is the big (laughs) sentient tree who has like a mario mustache yeah enough and so that's your first one. You run into the dumb owl who will be this is a giant talking great horned owl who will be quote unquote guiding you through the game. It's really one of the two very annoying things in this, but he do, he only happens a few times. So the owl is a little bit easier to you avoid. You have three guides. Now that I think about it, you have three guides in this fucking game. You have yeah. the fairy, Navi, who uh, <sighs> anyone who's any like... <laughs> Uh, you get a fairy. Vaguely yeah. familiar with, with video games knows how annoying Navi hey, is. Yeah, she, she is the only talking character, and she will, sometimes when she's trying to get your attention, she's like, hey, listen. And you have to, push, you have to push a button, even though she's telling you something that you already know. Uh, right. And she's 
when you fight, face a new enemy, she'll tell you about him if you push the Which button. Which is useful. It's useful except for it's like every time you play that same bad guy. And if you accidentally come hit the button, she like everything stops so she can tell you, oh, this is an Octorok. You can kill him by defending your, using your shield. Yeah, nerds like, throughout okay, the land have been... Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nerds throughout the land have been frustrated by Navi for years. But and, Yeah, um, and she does that. And especially, I think it's especially annoying for me as a Zelda player because I... Well, some I always avoid dungeons until I can't possibly avoid them any yeah, longer. Yeah, just collect all the so things. So I'll just be wandering around exploring, and every once in a while she'll be like, Hey, <laughs> don't you think we should be going to that other dungeon? <laughs> and it's like every five minutes, maybe, of yeah. play, she like pops in to You're remind like, you what you're it. doing. And it's like, I know. I'm doing something else right now. And I get the idea of it, because like, if you just were coming at it cold, you're like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing? It might you know. be confusing. Yeah. yeah. But once it should, there should be a button for like, please don't tell me this again. I've right. got it. Yeah. So after the, uh, you, yes, uh, dear, I'm doing it, dear. <laughs> the Basil faulty button. So you can just <laughs> like, please stop bringing it up. So after you defeat that dungeon, the Deku tree dies. Um, but yeah. he like sends Link on, on his way at the, after that point. And you go to Hyrule Castle. Hyrule Castle, not Hyrule Castle. Hyrule. You were like a four-year-old boy saying, Hyrule, Hyrule Castle. Gotta follow the rules of the poo. <laughs> gotta follow those rules. Um, so you gotta sneak That was more in. of a Southern B- Baptist woman. Yeah. Um, more than a four-year-old boy. You sneak into the castle because they're, it's heavily guarded. Uh, oh, right, yeah. And so you can't just walk in, and if you do, they'll throw you out. Um, and so you have to find, there's one way to get in where you kind of sneak up on top of the something and... Kind of your goal over. is you've been told you have to go find Princess Zelda. Right. And um, at that point... Who uh, lives in the castle because she's a princess. Right. I mean, it's like one plus one. It makes that's sense. That's where she is. And that's where you meet Zelda for the first time and kind of figure out sort of what your mission is for And the she's game. also a child. Yes. But she is suspicious. This is the legend of her. Right. Right. Right, right. <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> this is her legend. Right. Um, she, um, she tells you that she's suspicious of this guy who came from the desert. Racial. Um, There's kind of some racism in this. There is some weird racism. Yeah. Um, He is a man named Ganondorf. Mm -hmm. He's the leader of the Gerudo tribe that lives, a nomadic tribe that wears, you know, harem pants who lives out in the desert. Yeah. Uh, Don't worry about it. He's coming to meet with the king and I guess like, you know, Form a treaty. I don't know. The first set tariffs. I'm not really sure. Yeah, we're not sure what, but he's influencing. The, the king. The king. And in one of the creepiest moments of it, we're kind of sneaking a look at- In uh, a window, yeah. In a window, Ganondorf meeting the king, and then he just sort of looks over really quickly, and it's like, ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he's green? He's green. And this is interesting hair. also because um, in previous, uh, you did say, I mean, in previous ones, he's been pig-like. Yeah. Um, but this is, and I think in Link to the Past, they do hint that his pig-like- look is not necessarily his true form. He's in a land where everyone changes to reflect their inner self in that, mm. in the super Nintendo version. So this is the first time we ever see him as a human. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's uh, hiding as Ganondorf. Right. Know, I so, guess. Yeah. I don't know if his true form is Ganondorf and he can turn into a pig. They never actually explain that in the end of the game. All of yeah. a sudden he's just this pig like monster. You have to I destroy. feel like it, it seemed to me as someone who was like disconnected from the, the earlier Zeldas that, that was his true form. Oh, okay. He was kind of hiding as a more humanoid mm-hmm. or Gerudoid, whatever. I think they are humans, yeah. even though they're green. Mm. Um, so uh, following that, we go. We have the Death Mountain uh, thing where we go. We have to go through mm-hmm. Kakariko Village. 
Yeah, which, which is, a village is the sweet, be... nice little village on the mountainside. Yeah, and um, with all these zany characters. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, people to Some talk to. Some rendered better than others. <laughs> yeah, I will say the the 3D. Well, we'll talk about that later. But yeah. um, you've got the graveyard, which is kind of um, uh, obviously a little a little creepy. And we come into the creepiest thing in the entire game. The first time you go to the great graveyard, if you go underneath one of the graves, you run into a redead. Oh God! Which oh, God. is the zombie-like characters who they can kind of freeze you. So if you get close to them, they scream. You hear a scream like. Like a blood like a curdling. real realistic scream, yeah, and then and they freeze you for a second, so you can't quite like if they catch you in their gaze, you can't and they move. Jump on you and gnaw on your head. Yeah, if if you don't get away, that they start like sucking your brains. I don't know exactly. what They appear in other games, but they're never scarier than they are in the. I mean, I know they're in terrifying. Twilight Princess. And they're in Wind Waker because I just encountered them, but they're never yeah. scarier than they are in this one because yeah. the scream in this one is more realistic than any of the others. I wonder if they had to tone it down <laughs> it's like it sends chills down my spine yeah, i hate different. it yeah and they live up to it it's not just the scream because they also then like you know take they half of your heart you. if you yeah. yeah don't go away so you run into those in the graveyard um we've also got you can get epona at this point or not uh, start the whole process of getting epona which is yeah. your your horse uh pounds depends and yeah. um that'll come in later there's um, a ranch in the center of the kingdom yeah, in the game yeah. where you meet this this young girl. She tells you about Epona and she gives you a song that you can use later in the game to win Epona yeah. for yourself. Pens. So then you head up to Death Mountain. Yeah, and then you've got uh you meet the Gorons who are the the right. people who live in Goron City on the Death Mountain and they're a fun like uh they're, they're kind of rock people. They yeah. they they're like uh, they have like shells and they kind of roll around. But and they're stuff. starving to death. But yeah, they eat rocks. Yeah. And this uh, Dodongo or something. Uh, Dodongo, yeah. Is uh, taking all their rocks, I guess. I can't remember exactly. They what's eat these but. rocks in a specific cave and a Dodongo came and, and stole their cave. Yeah. So, though, this dungeon, the second dungeon, you have to go stop the Dodongo. So you go in there and you. In this one, what do you get in this one? Bombs? Yeah, I think bombs. And uh, yeah, in this one you get bombs, and then you defeat the Dodongo with bombs. Oh, okay, that makes sense. What uh, did we learn? <laughs> um, and Dodongo was actually in the first game too, and also oh, was, was defeated with bombs. Okay. Um, but yeah, there. Which one's Dodongo? I've forgotten. Is that that's not in the, this one? Yeah, he's like the big green dinosaur that. Oh, okay, he like yeah. stops and he opens his mouth and he starts sucking yeah. in before he breathes fire. And right, when he's sucking he in, throw you throw the bomb. bomb. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, after you defeat him, we go to Zora's domain, which is kind of the the water land. Uh, right, it's got these kind of fish people that live there. Mm-hmm, the Zoras, and uh, you meet uh, Princess. What is her name? Ruto. Princess Ruto, and uh, she's super annoying. Also, kind of a kid, <laughs> a kid uh, yeah. version of the fish people, and. She's just a very uh, dainty princess. And yeah, she's, she's a princess, and she's a very, like, stuck-up princess. She likes yeah. to do—she wants you to carry her around. Well, and uh, we learn that because we meet her dad, who's the king of the Zoras, and he uh, is worried because she's been captured by she's this— She's gone missing. Jabu Jabu's yeah. uh, belly, which is this big kind of fish monster. And so that's where the next— um, dungeon is you go into Jabu Jabu's belly and you have to save her and you've got this is where it kind of starts getting uh, one of the first parts it starts getting hard I think because it's like uh you got those jellyfish kind of floating in the air yeah you're inside um, the thing and the, all the walls sort of wave around because you're inside this fish he's yeah. not a monster he's their god like he's not 
Okay. He's like something they worship and they keep out in the back and feed him. And I guess he accidentally, he got infected with some evil thing. Yeah. And he ate Princess Rudo and you find her inside and you have to carry her around. And then you yeah. uh, you get the boomerang here. She's perfectly capable of walking. Yeah, but, she, but. <laughs> yeah. you carry her around and then uh, you get the boomerang here and you use the boomerang to defeat this weird infection that's inside yeah. his... It's like an epiglottis or yeah, a, a uvula that you're finding. Right, exactly. Um, so um, once you fe- defeat that and you get uh, um, Princess Rudo out, you're pooped out into Lake Hylia, uh, which is a cool like uh, place to explore. It's a big lake that you um, go out there. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, then I you have to go back. In this one, uh, you've actually, in the first three dungeons, you collect three items at the end of each dungeon. Yeah. Uh, just like three crystals or something. It's mm-hmm. just a sign that you beat the dungeon. And then you go to the Temple of Time in the castle and you put them in place. And then all of a sudden, while you're at the... Which opens the door to the Master Sword. I should also mention yes. that. Yes, yeah. Of course you There's should. a lot of MacGuffins in this game. <laughs> yeah, there is. So once you get the crystals, you go get the sword. And as you're pulling out the sword... It's a very sword in the stone uh, kind of thing. Yeah, very. Yeah. Uh, you While you're pulling it out, Ganondorf is all of a sudden there. Mm. And he does his signature laugh. Whoa. Uh, 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 uh. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, it's seven years later, and you're in a secret lair somewhere with with a sage. Yeah, who He's, says we had to knock you out for seven years? Sorry, we had to awaken. You say, you know, says we have to awaken the hero of time, and you're like, oh, cool. And then you're like, oh, that's me, and you just had to knock me out. For seven <laughs> right, years. exactly. So it was one of these things where you. So there's a time jump. Yeah, and you think that it's uh, uh, kind of something you're doing to fight. Ganondorf, but it, he kind of knew this was going to happen. And while you've been gone, he's taken over. And so once you get out seven years later, everything's turned to shit. Yeah, everything's uh, a big shit show now. There's re-deads all over, screaming the at you. The castle's completely destroyed. The castle town surrounding the castle yeah. is full of the zombie-like re-deads. Here's another example of that pet peeve you don't like. They're obviously dead bodies, reanimated, but they're yeah. called re-deads rather than yeah. zombies. <laughs> Just call them zombies. That's why Lauren couldn't play this. Here's she the thing. Get... Chadwick Von Zombie owns the copyright oh. to the word. That's why Walking Dead can't use That's it. That's exactly it. They own it. Um, Gotta pay him a dime every time you say it. Heir to the it. zombie fortune. <laughs> um, there's a lot, I should say, while you're uh, kind of in the... Dreams date awaking the hero of time seven years later. You get a lot of backstory, and it's a not lot of important exposition. And a lot of it is you're just sort of like, okay, just what do I need to? Yeah, what do I, where do you want? Just point me in you the right direction, and I'll walk in a straight line until I you get there. You can't skip through it. Yeah, and it's and it's honestly you don't need to know it. And nobody, it is. Uh, if you're I, writing a, like a novelization of the game, you might need to know it. But in this case, you probably don't. It doesn't even. It's so kind of convoluted that it it doesn't really even add to the backstory. In short. There's you're talking to a sage who is actually yeah. the owl that was following you around <gasps> earlier. Yeah. Um and you have to awaken six other sages? I think it's six, yeah. Um and it turns out it's kind of like Scooby Doo in a way because it's like, who are these sages? And it turns out it's anyone you've had more than one conversation yeah. with in throughout the entire game. Right. So you go back. First, you have uh, to go to the forest. The temple. The forest temple, and you meet your best friend from the Kokiri land. She Saria. turns out to be yeah. the sage, and that's where you get the hook shot. Is in the forest temple, which yes. is one of the coolest things of the game. Which mm-hmm. is a uh, kind of like it sounds like a grappling hook. You shoot it, and it kind of attaches very to Batman. things and pulls you up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly like a bat sh- shot or whatever it's called. Well, you don't get the hook shot there. You get that from the graveyard. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so we've kind of basically you kind of revisit everything you did as a kid, but like now it's a different 
Mm-hmm. Dungeon in the sand, and everyone you knew as kids has also grown up, except for Saria, who is a Kokiri, a Kokiri. so she looks like. A well, and that's why you also learn that you're actually a Hylian, and that's why you grew up because you're. Oh right, like, that's like, right. Yeah, you're, you're not, not actually a Kokiri, yeah. and that's why you didn't have a, a fairy either. See, there's a lot of <laughs> some backstory. Say this in sentences is weird. <laughs> it is. I wonder how many video games wouldn't be though if you describe if you describe Mario. I don't think like, there would yeah. be an example of a video yeah. game that isn't weird once you go into detail about the story. Uh, Mario Brothers movie, for example. Jeez. Oh, um, see episode two. Um, <laughs> so after that, you go to the Fire Temple, which is uh, back up on. Death oh wait, Mo- sorry. The the Forest Temple is well, it's in the forest, and there right. you. What do you get when you're in there? The bow. That's what you get. Yeah, yeah. You get the bow and you fight the ghost of Ganon. This was confusing. It just seemed like they ran out of characters. Yeah, because that's the one where he's coming out of the paintings. There are six paintings in a circle, and he'll seem to be running out of all of them, but only one of them is the true one. You hit him. Yeah. And then after that, he's defeated, but it's not really Ganon. It's a ghost of Ganon. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Yeah. It's kind of fun, though. I like that. that, It is a good temple. That's a fun boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's a good idea for it's just weird like uh, and here's Phantom Ganon right. fourth temple in one is the yeah it's one of those if it had been a little bit later you might go like oh this is the end right maybe um, yeah so it's it was like, just an odd choice yeah so uh, the fire temple you is actually inside Death Mountain in the volcano mm-hmm. itself and you have to get a red tunic so that you can survive in the heat yeah, which is kind of impressive heat the and, heat uh, my God the heat to quote Elaine Bennis. That's where you get the the hammer, the megaton hammer, yeah. to where you can destroy. Which is nice rocks. and also cathartic to use. Yeah, it is pretty. When fun. you're really angry at the game, it's just good to get it out and just slam it into things. Although, is there anything worse than when you hit something that you can't break and it just goes <laughs> and That's you terrible. freeze for a minute? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you uh, once you beat that, you wake awaken the fire sage, which is uh, the king of the Gorons that you met earlier, Darunia, or whatever yeah. his name is. Um, he's kind of a fun character. I like that he, the, they dance, mm-hmm. the Gorons dance. They're pretty fun. Um, after that is the, uh, ice cavern to get into the, uh, the, so that's Zora's domain is now frozen over. So right. like, the fish yes. people are gone, uh, and the, the king is all frozen. Right. And in, Lake uh, Hylia that you, uh, were in has been drained because the yeah. ice is not flowing yeah, well, ice doesn't flow, <laughs> but it well, does. ice flows. It does. Ice flow, um, but the <laughs> I, the water's not flowing down into the lake anymore. Yeah. So, um, and that's where the water temple is. So you have to fight the a little mini dungeon. Water temple. The fucking water temple. You have to fight a little mini dungeon to unfreeze the lake, and then you can finally go into the water temple, which is another one. Anyone who's played this game has much consternation yeah. at the water temple. It is. Um, I feel like it's a little overrated in its frustration. Yeah. When I was playing it, I was like, oh, I can kind of see how this would be frustrating, but it's not that frustrating. It's, it's, not, it's not the end of the world, but it, it is just one of those things where if you weren't, like, if you had no internet, no way I to, I made like, the mistake that everyone else made as well, where uh, apparently there's this point where in the water temple, you can raise and lower the, the water, water levels. Yeah. And that's how you get to different floors of the water temple. Yeah. But at the one point you raise it, and this little floating platform comes up with the water. And if you're not paying attention, you just move on out. But there's actually something underneath that platform that raised up with the water yeah. that you were supposed to get. And I overlooked that. And then you have to work, you have to lower the water again just to get back to where you were. Right. It's very frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, 
It's just okay. it's just a sequence thing where yeah. if you if you if skip you, that it is because you can't just go reverse. You can't it just real go quick. back to the room. Yeah. You have to do everything back. Okay. Yeah, so it it can be a little frustrating. And if you don't realize what you missed, which was my thing, like the first time I did it, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I can't. I don't have that thing. Yeah. Or whatever. So and uh, also there's a mechanic that I mean you get iron boots. Yeah. So that you actually you can to walk bottom. to the on the ground of the the lake bed. And uh, it's kind of annoying. You have to pause the game, go to your inventory, and activate the boots. Yeah. Which is something... Iron boots appear in other games uh, later in the series that they make into a more active item that you can turn it on and off with a button without having to pause it. Yeah. Which is a lot nicer. Yeah. Um, But it's also a minor inconvenience, too. Yeah. It's not Um, like he has to sit down in the game and put them on, (laughs) like Mr. Rogers or something. (laughs) That would be really funny, uh, except for... Hold on! plays a little song won't you be <laughs> um so yeah of course and of course when you beat the the water temple it, the temp, the sage of water is princess rudo um we go to the bottom of the well which leads to the shadow temple you get the uh lens of truth which is a little like magnifying glass yeah. that see you can see false walls that you can actually walk through right. which is pretty cool and false floors that you can avoid yeah um and this is where you get the uh a lot. I don't know if it's the first appearance, but it, there's a lot of those like hands that come down from oh, the ceiling. Yeah, where if you're just if you stay still for too long, they jump down and they yeah. grab you. They're in the forest dead. temple too, but yeah, oh, that's, yeah, they they are there. And then when you fight them, you if you hit them, they turn into like four little more. hands, yeah. uh, and then they reform. I don't it's like crazy. them. Yeah, they're very difficult. Um, and then and of they're course, in the first game too. I mean, they will drag you out and take you back to the beginning of the temple yeah. if they catch you, which is. Really fucking frustrating. <laughs> um, we've got the Sage of Shadow, I guess, would be. Which turns Impa. out to, yeah, Impa, who is you met earlier Zelda's in the game. handmaiden. Yes. Oh, and throughout this, I should say, once you're older, you meet uh, Sheik. Uh, Sh- oh, right. That's the other guide yeah. in the game. Owl, and, Navi, Sheik. And they kind of like uh, like a ninja type, type character with a face covering that always goes away with a smoke bomb. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Or, She's always Batmaning out of there. Yeah, and then... Uh, and um, she appears every time you go to a temple or yeah. when you complete a temple. I shouldn't say she, necessarily. Spoiler alert, it's <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> That's another Scooby-Doo type mystery. And once yeah. you become an adult, everyone's like, Zelda's disappeared, I don't know where she is. Also, here's this mysterious Sheik. Who's he? Yeah. Like, is it Zelda? Right, yeah. Uh, it's kind of fun, but it's also pretty <laughs> obvious. But um, And they do, I mean, you, when they reveal it, it's like... Yeah, I yeah, I know. I know the whole time. Um you go to the spirit temple. The thirty four year old <laughs> men are like, I got this. Yeah, game. dumb shit, I got it. <laughs> um we go to the spirit temple, which is uh you have to go through the desert, which you finally get to go to Gerudo Valley when you were a little kid. Right, uh, and that one's actually kind of fun. Yeah, that's my there. favorite level. Mm-hmm. And it's got the coolest music too. Music in this classic, is really the cool. Classic guitar. As annoying as the Ocarina songs can be the the music in general is pretty cool and yeah. uh, Gerudo Valley you couldn't there was a bridge out when you were little and you couldn't go there um, but now you can you can use your hookshot to get across and you can use the hookshot or in an even cooler way you can use a pona and just jump over jump the ravine it. yeah that's pretty just cool. pretty cool and they do a cool like triple uh, camera shot of you <laughs> jumping over it's very cinematic yeah um, and then uh, once you get in the Gerudo Valley you have to kind of um, so the Grudos are actually all female except for the occasional male. Right. We They're learned led that by females. And so right. uh, Ganondorf is like a rare male. They have a male. I don't know how they have a male. 
Yeah. But every hundred years, they give birth to a male Gerudo. And unfortunately, in a sign of misogyny, he instantly becomes their leader. Yeah. And that is Ganondorf. It's a reverse B situation. It's like they run yeah. it most of the time until a child is born that's right. got a dick, and all of a sudden <laughs> he's in charge. Yeah. But um, so you have to kind of, this is a, a frustrating, but a sort of a fun frustrating A reverse B situation. Sorry, I just clicked in. <laughs> Except the bees make sense because the, only the queen can have ch- more anyway, babies. Whatever. Um, so in this one, it's kind of a, a, a difficult and a little bit frustrating thing, but this was more fun than the water tempo t- temple to me, which is that you have to kind of sneak around and like because shoot. it's a wholly different mechanic. But yeah, go yeah, ahead. you have to shoot these assassins and like you have to sneak around, and if they catch you, they immediately uh, right. They capture you. you, they throw you in a yeah. cell, and you have to sneak not only out. escape, but you have to not be seen as you're moving around the Gerudo fortress because you're actually trying to release some George Lucas looking carpenters that yeah. have been kidnapped. <laughs> they all look um, George Lucas. <laughs> it's very weird. Yeah. They're sort of pear shaped. They all have beards, and they all have but like. Sort of chinless frizzy, beard, right? Yeah, they have this sort of frizzy hair on top, and it's like yeah. George Lucas. Yeah. What are you doing here? What in the world are you <laughs> doing here? Uh, and as you go um, through the spirit temple, you've also got um, you get so the, eventually, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The, you you once you if you defeat the Gerudos enough, you each time there's like this ninja assassin Gerudo that you have to defeat. Yeah, each those time. are pretty difficult. And uh, once you finally defeat her four times, she'll. Let you into the club. She's I like, guess. oh, you're cool. Yeah, you're yeah. cool. I guess you stabbed me with your sword enough. You're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and you, they let you- son of a bitch. <laughs> Our favorite movie trope. <laughs> you know what I hate about? Wait, you got spunk. Yeah. Um, I get use a man like you. Right. Exactly. Um, so she she lets you be a Gerudo member and. Yep. That way you can walk around without having to sneak around. And, and you get to go to the desert. The spirit the temple, yeah. was The col- desert colossus, which is another cool thing, which is like a giant statue that you go inside. And, mm. have to and this is the stuff. only temple that you actually have to go back in time yeah. and enter as a child and then come back and enter as an adult again. It's yeah. the only temple you defeat or you have to go in both times, yeah, once as a child and once as a... Yeah, and when you go in as adult. A, an adult, you you get the mirror shield, which is cool, which mm-hmm. like reflects light, and you need it, of course, to do certain things and defeat certain enemies in there. Um, and then... Uh, in that one, you also have to defeat two witches, witches, who I guess trained Ganon in magic, or... Yeah. They're like the Emperor Palpatine to... Yeah. His Darth Vader. So, yeah, and you've, once you defeat the uh, the witches, who also at one point become one, it's weird. Anyway, uh, you have to... And sexier when they become one? They're yeah. like old ladies, and then all of a sudden they become like... Oh, we forgot about the great fairies. Got to mention the great fairies all oh, throughout. Christ. So, you know, Zelda's a game where you're always, always sort of equipping yourself. You're getting more hearts. You're getting more... Uh, right. Uh, magic level and and all this kind of stuff. And one of the things that you have to do to get certain powers is you expose these uh, great expose them through like blackmailing them and you know <laughs> going to the newspapers with scoops or bombing through certain walls. Right, and exactly. you uh, you find these fountains. They're the great fairy fountain. Mm-hmm. And each one there's a creepy as hell uh, creepy. And she I I don't know if like someone made her to be hot, but she yeah. just looks like disturbing. Well, and her tits are just two like triangles yeah. coming out of her chest. And it's her not just the looks, but also as soon as they come out of the fountain, they give this really maniacal. <laughs> and I'm like, is this supposed to be mirthful? Because I am terrified. Yeah. But then she like heals you and gives you stuff. And right. She's, she's, she turns out to be a sweet gal. 
She, yeah, but um, she is terrifying when she first appears. And unfortunately, every time think. you need to go back, because you can also go back to heal yourself, get yeah. full life, she screams every time. Every time, yeah. But then just, yeah, refills oh. her and stuff. And uh, we learn uh, after we defeat the spirit temple, uh, the... Spirit Sage was Naburu, which is the... One of the Gerudo. The Gerudo you met when you were, whatever. Who let you into the club. Yeah. And then finally, we get to Ganon's castle. um, Ganondorf's castle, I guess. Um, Specifically. Legally, on the deed, it will be Ganon's castle. Ganondorf's castle. So you have to... um, you have to create this sort of rainbow road to the castle. Once you have all the sages unlocked, they create... Uh, yeah. Because it's, it's floating over a pit of lava. Yes. Video yeah. games. Um, <laughs> and uh, they create a, a rainbow bridge to go yeah. over to, to lead you. And, and you to go, support the LGBT community. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. So you go uh, go through the castle, and uh, there's a lot of difficult things in there. There's like the big... Uh, uh, Shogun robot guys who are really difficult to be. Well, there's also the What Have You Learned yeah. series because the main part of the castle is covered in this like force field and you have to go into these different rooms. There's six rooms and each one is basically based on the temple. Based on yeah. the temple that you've defeated to unlock the sage. Yeah. So you have to do that six times and it's it's fairly easy. I did it last night fairly <laughs> inebriated. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a very much like remember this. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember how to defeat these? And then uh you finally get to fight Ganondorf, who when you come into the uh the main chamber is playing the organ. Which that is, is probably one of the best moments. Awesome. I did write that down because once you defeat that room, you go into the main part and you're actually just climbing a tower and occasionally yeah. defeating some of the harder enemies in the game. Um but there's this organ music that's playing and it, gets louder and it and just louder. gets louder and louder as you go up and eventually you get to Ganon's room and you realize he's playing the organ. Yeah. And it's actually quite, I mean, not terrifying, but it's a very good tension builder. Cause you're like, why is it getting louder? Yeah. Uh, and then you have to play baseball with him for a while. Um, yeah. So his for l- a while, I can honestly tell you, cause I did it right before we got here yeah. for a while. Yeah. So he'll shoot a uh, like light energy beam at you, and you have to bat it back to him with, with your sword. With the master sword, yeah. With, uh, yeah, only the certain kind of sword. But he'll bat it back to you again. So you have to time it exactly right and keep hitting it back to him. If it hits you, obviously it hurts you. And if you hit it back enough times, it'll stun him. He'll fall down, and you have to go hit him again with the right, master sword. Right, j- jump onto his little platform and, yeah. and attacking him. And, and it's it's very random. It yeah. could be like he could bounce it back three times. He could bounce it back ten times before yeah. he actually gets stunned. So you have to be on your toes. Yeah, and it's very easy to miss the timing of it. And Yeah. And it if, is. And the worst thing about that that level is as he um, uh, recovers from, you know, you hitting him, he'll remove some of the platforms. So yeah. as you're running around, like, it gets harder and harder to not fall down. And then if you fall down, yeah, it's really difficult to get back up and not get hit by him. Yeah. So um, there's a certain point of no return to where you're like, I can't beat him anymore because... All My magic is de- depleted and yeah. I don't know what. Actually, I found out because I, mean, I got to that point. Like, yeah. there's corner platforms and then these, there's in between the, the corners, there's these ones that'll fall away. You can stay on the corner platforms, those will never fall. Right. And if you hit him, you can use a hook shot onto him once you can finally Z target uh, okay. him again. Yeah, yeah. But I had to like look it up. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's no way for me to get to him. Yeah. 
Oh, and this is a thing that we can do now that we couldn't when we were kids is just look up, like, how the fuck yeah. do I beat? And uh, that's, I mean, you had your special Nintendo Power Walkthrough or something like that that you could have, if you had that magazine that you could do, I'm sure. But, right. Uh, now it's a little bit easier to, like, be just find out one thing. And not, right. and not sort of like ruin the whole game for you, but like just find out this is really pissing me off. How do I? Uh, there were several it? moments. I was very yeah. glad that that my boyfriend was has been away this weekend because there were several moments of me just screaming in a, the whiniest like fourteen <laughs> year old Damon voice, like the possible. Like I just want to do it. I just want to fight him. He wants to fight me. Why can't I fight him? That is a literal quote <laughs> that I screamed to my living room today. Um, once Wimbledon is done, yeah. Uh, he seemingly dies, and then the tower starts collapsing. And you have to escape with Zelda. She, Zelda, Zelda leads yeah. you out. She can only Zelda can open certain doors, and mm-hmm. that's kind of a fun thing, if a little annoying. But like you have because the castle's falling down around you, and things are falling like flaming. That's a nice element. Things. I like that um, because I mean, I was going to say this for our general talk, but the volleyball thing is a little. Stop it. Yeah, it gets a little <laughs> it's tedious. a little lame and it's a little tedious and it goes on far longer than it actually should. Yeah. And what's also frustrating about it, if you are a fan of the series, it appears in every fucking Zelda game. I mean, it actually first appears in Link to the Past. It comes back here. It's in Twilight Princess. Um, I don't think it's in the most recent one. No, it is. <laughs> it's really annoying yeah. that it appears in every instance of the big boss of him like shooting a big ball of light at you yeah. and you have to hit it back to him and do this back and forth several times. And it's like, fucking stop it. Yeah. Um, find a new mechanic in, in Nintendo. This is getting annoying. Once you get, um, the castle kind of explodes around you, but once mm-hmm. you get out, um, then you think everything's kind of over and then pig monster again and comes down in what I think is his true form. Sure. And so you have to defeat him again, which is actually quite a bit easier than he was when you were bat- like baseball batting him. I unfortunately before. didn't get a chance to play it. I didn't yeah. get to that point. Oh, spoiler. Um, <laughs> no, I know. I played it before, but I did this this run through I didn't get to play it. Uh I remember it being though really hard still. Yeah, it's it's Is it easier than you think than the bat the I think it's way easier than the the the, the, either the dialogue the between you yeah. <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah, either the the witches and Ganondorf are pretty difficult, but this one is, I think, a bit easier. It's yeah. more like uh, Bowser, the big Bowser in 64, where you yeah. have to like, sneak behind him and, oh, okay. and hit his tail or whatever. Um, and then once you defeat him, it's over. So uh, that's the game, and then you get the credits. And, and Zelda kind of sends stuff. you back in time to live yeah. your childhood again. You get to be a kid. Even mm-hmm. Now you've saved Hyrule and... I think actually, funnily enough, I think we did the whole description. We didn't actually tell anyone what the Ocarina of Time was. Oh, yeah. So at, <laughs> at some point, you get the uh, uh, an Ocarina. You have a different Ocarina, but then eventually you get the Ocarina of Time from Zelda. Zelda. And As she's being chased out of the castle at the end. Yeah, of, she tosses it to you. At the sort of the middle point of the game. And it, it, it plays certain uh, melodies on it, and it unlocks different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there are actually, I think, 12 fucking songs you learn. Yeah. Like None? we said, a lot of MacGuffins on this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which you have to play, and you know, you have to push buttons in a certain sequence once you have the ocarina. Right, to play, play certain yeah. notes, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, the owl tells you to memorize these songs. Not a chance. Every time. Like, there's one, like, the first few you learn yeah. are sort of like three notes, yeah. three note sets repeated. But the later ones are just like, yeah, it's just just like like six notes. It's like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to memorize this. They're written on your screen. Luckily, yeah, you can look them up, but you're like, I need to go back to that place. How do I, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so what do you think? You just played, so this is. I fresh did just in play. Right um, it's a very good game. I yeah. mean, it's uh, uh, it's fun. It's really engrossing. If you like puzzle games or adventure games, it's very uh, it's great. But I think I think um, I don't like role playing games, like yeah. actual like very role playing games where you know you go into a fight scene and then like you jump in the air and then it shows your enemy getting sixty two hits. I mean, it's a very like beginners role playing game. Yeah. Um, the three D works. Um, yeah. Which in Grumpy Damon from my youth would have said no yeah. overhead only. Yeah. Um, but it does work and and it's. Fun. It has funny moments. One of the things I really noticed this time that I don't think I noticed the first time I played through was the complete like shift in uh, tone from when you're a kid to when you're an adult. Yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, there are obvious elements of the fact that the castle has been destroyed and yeah. there's zombies everywhere. But even like this time, especially the dungeons, I noticed were like they get so much darker when you're an adult versus. Yeah. Being a kid, the first one, I'm in a tree that talks, and yeah. then I'm in a fish belly fighting. But then it's like, oh no, I'm in a haunted mansion right. with ghosts yeah. and spooky music. Yeah. Um, I did notice that. I thought that was a great um, element. So I feel like there was a lot of attention to detail and a lot of attention to building a story in a realistic way. And I think the characters are fairly good yeah. um, and sort of get you invested in a way that previous Zelda games. Uh, attempted but didn't really succeed in the way this one does, I guess I would say. Right, yeah. What do you think? I mean, I think it's awesome. I think this is still probably my favorite game, like, ever. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's got, for me, you know, like I said, not a heavy gamer, not a, like, but someone who likes video games, uh, it just strikes the right balance of all those things. There's plenty of frustrating elements, you know, things that I would, we're going to talk you know, about Well, you know, things that I would tweak and change um, if I, like, were a designer. But just, like, the way that it's all put together and all comes together as a whole, yeah. I think is really awesome. And it's, uh, yeah, obviously the, the graphics are dated now, like, right. being, you know, t- almost 20 years later, 15 years later. Um, yeah. Uh, wait, is it almost, it's almost 20 years, I guess. Yeah, getting close to that. Um, and... They still kind of hold up for what they are. Like if you're like, I'm playing an N64 game from, yeah. from the '90s, you're like, oh, this is great. Um, obviously, if you compare it to games of today, it's not. I not did. So I actually because I wanted to compare them to other games of the time. I did this morning. I looked up some other games that were released in 1998 just to see. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't want to look at them like these graphics suck because yeah. that's mean to do to a 1998 game. But I did look up. I looked up uh, StarCraft. Half-Life mm. and Banjo-Kazooie yeah. all came out in 1998. Uh, I think Half-Life was the the most comparable, I guess. But the one thing I did notice on that one, like, what bothered me in this game the most, yeah. I think, was the insistence on having Link's nose come out of his face. <laughs> he has this, like, witchy nose. Yeah. They give him, a, like, a three-dimensional nose, and in other games, it looks like people just like uh, on the polygons, they'll just print the face on there, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I wish they had done that. Like some of the graphics are, I mean, I don't want to poo poo it too much, yeah. but sometimes it's a little distracting. Women's bosoms, yeah. the, for example. The great fairies, the. <laughs> the yeah. great fairies' breasts, yeah, like yeah. looking like they could put your eye out. There was some of that. But overall, I would say yes, the graphics are yeah. good. There are some frustrating mechanics. I think the worst. One is riding Epona. Yeah. Yeah, she's I very mean, frustrating to, to ride. And I think they fix this in a lot of... I know Epona appears in um, 
Twilight Princess as well. Yeah. And, and she's fixed. a lot, they fixed a lot of her problems. But yeah. she jumps over items. She can walk down bridges, but only if she approaches them at a completely exactly exact right angle. If yeah. she doesn't, she just stops moving. Yeah. Which is like, oh my God. Which there are a few <laughs> moments where, like when you enter Gerudo Valley, there is yeah. a plank right. that she has to walk over before she gets to the main bridge. And I'm like, Oh, oh my boy. God. <laughs> and it's also at an angle. Like when you approach it, you have yeah. to sort of turn to get on it. And it's yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah. And there are a few places where you have to jump over fences to access other areas. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. I kind of forgot about here. that one. That one's pretty rough. And but, when you actually yeah. get a Pona, you have to go to the ranch and like race this other yeah. guy and re- jump over fences to get her. And yeah. again, if you don't hit it at the exact right angle, you're like, I'm going to fucking murder everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is the one mechanic, especially I think because they recognized it and fixed it in a later version yeah. of the game, that is the most frustrating. And that, that might be the limitation of the the game itself. Apparently this right. was the biggest, in terms of file size, this is the biggest game they released on the N64. Okay. Like this was a huge game. And that so some of it had to be limited in order to... That and the shooting arrows from horseback... That was that was one that really pissed me off, I remember. And it's still, even uh, in Twilight Princess, it's still annoying. Yeah. Actually, in the newer one, the, the, uh, the one that I guess is going to come out this year, they showed some clips, and it looks like they fixed that as yeah. well. But it's frustrating. Well, and, and there's some things that you have to do it that way. Yeah. Well, and there's some, there's some balance between, you know, a difficult thing that you have to master and just shitty mechanics. And right. some of those, I think, definitely cross the line into, into shitty, shitty mechanics, mechanics, especially riding the horse. Um, but I guess just like the, um, there's still like the, the thing that can be annoying with Zelda games, which is the like useless people asking you to do things all the time. Like, can you catch my chickens? And you're like, <laughs> and you have to go do these errands yeah. so that you can get this, whatever, so you can go do. You get a bottle, I think from her, but yeah, yeah. there is that element, yeah. um, which is always, I feel like, and it happens almost always in Zelda games where it's very silly that they're asking you to do this while you're trying to save the planet. Right, yeah. Um, And um, it almost undercuts some of the tension in a very annoying way. Right, It's like, I know you're, like, about to go up the mountain and defeat that monster, but, you know, I'm the chicken tender and I'm allergic to chickens, so if you could catch those, I'll give you a prize. I like that you just called her the chicken tender. (laughs) Never thought about that. I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Um. But it does. It, I can see how those, you know, those side missions, or not, can see how. I, I, for me, it did. Like it kind of breaks up the story too, because it can be very, you know, like, you know, if you're just doing dungeon after dungeon after dungeon, it can right. be kind of tense. Um, so these are just side missions that you do. And I and do like, fun. yeah. In in, yeah. in essence, I do love them because I am a person who, I mean, as I said earlier, I hate. I don't hate dungeons, but I always want to do them at the last possible minute. I'm like, I guess there's nothing else for me to do yeah. until I have the thing that I know I get in the next dungeon. Yeah. Well, so I, I'd like to do that. So I like the break from dungeons because when I play dungeons, I want to beat them in one go, in one sitting. Right. So you want to I like, like be prepared. Right. Have I want to be ready things. and be like, yeah. I've got two hours. I'm going to defeat this dungeon. <laughs> um, and so I do like those side quests, but it is a weird, I think even more so in Twilight Princess it also has those sort of side quests where someone's like, hey, wait a minute, before you do that, yeah. I've got a silly game I'd like to play with you. I'm like, yeah. don't, I'm kind of in the middle Super of Super busy right now, thanks. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> um, 
Anything else that sticks out to you? I've got other things here on my notes. No, go for it. Um, one of the, the, I think there is fewer elements of always hit the boss in the eye rules. Um, like I feel like in a lot of Zelda games, there's, they're like, we don't know what this guy's weakness is. And then all of a sudden it's this cycloptic guy and you're like, yeah, it's probably that eye. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> Um, and there's fewer of that in this one, but I did get distracted a little bit by, I think we touched on this in Ganon's ghost, but, um, like the, the boss having nothing, seemingly nothing to do with the actual level he's in. Right. Yeah. I think the biggest standout to me is the shadow temple, which is actually quite terrifying throughout. There's like scythes and weird, like cloaked statues and yeah. false floors like characters that are actually really spooky looking and then when you get to the boss it's a giant ghost who plays a bongo that you stand on yeah that was weird and it's like uh, but it, you do have to use the lens of truth to find his eye that's true um <laughs> but it's still it's like this weirdly silly yeah. character in this otherwise spooky dungeon yeah another one was the dragon in the fire temple Instead of like having to actually fight a dragon, you end up having to play whack-a-mole with the dragon. Yeah. There's all these holes in the ground and you've got a hammer and he'll pop out of these different right. holes. It's like, okay. Yeah. Let's not be too silly. <laughs> Lamon Ranch. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is a nitpicky thing, but it's yeah. weird that it's like in the center of like of the whole map of the game, it's right in the center of the the thing. And yeah. you really only go to it twice. <laughs> Yeah. And very briefly, and once you get the horse, you're like, thanks, see you around. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there's a couple other things, like you get the, you can get the milk there, you can go get like another heart piece and stuff, but it's not, other than a pony. It's so weird that it's so centralized, but. Yeah. um, It's not that important. But otherwise it's not that important. And I mean, it's like bigger than the actual castle. Like it's this huge ranch in the middle of, in the middle of the map and it's. It's just there. Otherwise, yeah. it's like just bypass that. This, I think this might have been my first. This is uh, sort of touched on this before, but just the fact that you can sort of explore those worlds, like, and then when you get somewhere that looks interesting, and there's not that much interesting there, it's really disappointing when you're like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess the I'm scientist just gonna... was also sort of a similar yeah thing. Yeah. Like he's there, and he's a little more frustrating because you get to him at first, and he's like, oh, if you were able to do something else, I could give you a prize, and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to come back to him and it's gonna be cool then yeah and you come back later and he's like oh well here's your heart piece yeah like oh thanks yeah i guess i guess he gives you that weird prescription for yeah that's another weird side quest yeah there's another side quest where you have timed uh traveling because you have to get it's like a kind of a um there's it's like a weird like scavenger hunt that you have to do where you you get one thing and then you have two it's almost like a relay you have to go and get something and then you have to go to another place and you cannot warp you have to like ride on a pona or run yeah um and that um is very frustrating because it's like two different corners like the lake is the southernmost point in the game, and the de- and Death Mountain is the most northern point. You are given two minutes to do it. Yeah, and I think when I finally did it, I had five seconds. Yeah, to like to spare. It's pretty um, crazy. And but through one of those, you get the big Goron sword, which is this giant sword, right. which is pretty cool. That's a pretty cool uh, thing to get after like doing all this stuff. Right, but it's like one of those things. Like, there's no way to break. Like, you can't. Uh, like do part of it and then say, okay, I'm going to stop here and do yeah. the rest of the, like once you get to the next person, like, here you go, you have two minutes to go. Yeah, and you're like, like oh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, so that can be really frustrating. 
Um, the other that does remind me though that Epona also, again, for being such like I remember in the marketing, it was like you're riding a horse in this game. Yeah, you can't take her anywhere. Yeah, you can't go in in anywhere. Hyrule Field, and I think for Gerudo Valley, but otherwise yeah. you can't go down to the you can't go down down to the lake with her, but you can't go up Death Mountain with her. You can't go into Kakariko Village with her. You can't go into the castle with her. Yeah, it's like uh, okay, kind of, kind of yeah. silly. She's basically a taxi. Throughout right. the yeah, throughout the uh, large Hyrule field kind of thing. I mean, these are just quibbles yeah. at this point, but uh, overall, yes, it's a great game. It lives up to its reputation of being fantastic. So your verdict? Your inner child is not an idiot. Yeah, I agree. Your inner child is not an idiot. Your inner child is super smart because this game's still awesome. Yeah. Any other bosses you liked a lot, or any other? Th- what was your favorite? Dungeon. Do you have a favorite dungeon? I think I liked the just Gerudo Valley in general. Yeah, uh, just really cool. I mean, not necessarily this like Spirit Temple because that uh, that was okay. That wasn't necessarily my favorite, but just before that, when you're sneaking around, I like uh, that element that a lot. Really and I think that's it's really hard. And it so, is. Yeah, yeah. So it makes me feel because sometimes when I think about the Water Temple and how how frustrating it was for me, I think, well, you're just being a, a wuss, you know? Like it was hard, and so you didn't mm-hmm. like it. But like that was really hard too, and I did like it. So it was more just, challenging than frustrating. I yeah, guess. exactly. So there's something about it that because you're you know I got beat by the the sword wielding uh, ninja a bunch of times. Uh-huh. And I was like, gotta try again as opposed I to gotta the, save George Lucas. Yeah. As opposed to the water temple where I'm like, fuck this fucking game. So yeah. and George Lucas is like, Oh, I'm thank you for rescuing really me. Appreciate I'd like to it. talk to you about the galactic Senate for a minute. Oh. Do you have Trade enough? Federations? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that's our episode. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Email us at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can find Damon's webcomic at drewfordcomic.com. You can find my music at djphillips.com. What else? We got, we're on uh, Tumblr. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.